Welcome back to the state of the Xbox Empire. It is I, the uh, host of this here endeavor, uh, Nathan, one Mr. Uh, voiced by Nathan on Twitter, if you know where I am there, and joined my uh, my ever long, longful, longing? Longful. <laughs> so intimate, Nathan. <laughs> longful for the Xbox Series X. Uh, co-pilot yeah. is one Mr. Donnie Reese. Donnie, welcome back. Greets Kooplings, man. What's going on? Oh, you know, just uh, new consoles on the horizon again, and we've got all these rumors about price speculation and uh, who's going to go first, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's what's going on. Did you listen to PSXP at all? Do you ever? Uh, I have not yet listened to the current one. Uh, Devin made the... Apparently there are rumors that that vacuum cleaner of a PlayStation thing might actually be the console. That's yeah, that's kind of what I've heard as well. Um, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> so, the Xbox One, when it was originally released, was panned for the size of the VCR. It was a VCR, yeah. That it was. Um, but now this thing is coming out, and it legit looks like a vacuum head. Um, it's all something. you need is the stem. In fact, I'm I'm sure you could buy a peripheral to put your cords into it to to run it up to your TV, and it look literally like a vacuum. Uh, think of it like with there. PSVR. You've got like the box and the cords <laughs> and then the headset. Um, but yeah, if this is legit, the actual design for the PS5, I don't want to hear anybody like praising it about how amazing it is and how revolutionary it is because Xbox did it last time. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I didn't necessarily want to start the show just throwing, throwing bombs PlayStation's way. And you know what? Maybe it's awesome. Like maybe there's some amazing reason for it to look like maybe that. Maybe it actually... <laughs> but I got to tell you, like first impression, I'm like, ooh, I'm never buying that. Like, and I, when they first showed it, I was like, there's no way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like all dev kits, right? You're like, it's a dev kit. Like, there's no way. And then to hear dev go, that actually might be it. I'm like, you've got to be joking, right? Like, that can't actually be it. Yeah, I'm hoping not. Is there some? Um, is there some technological reason that it would look like that? I it just looks think like they a want viewfinder be... or something. <laughs> All right. So, so the last, the last E three press conference should have keyed us off on this because they were being all artsy and fartsy and all that kind of stuff around it. <laughs> and now they're wanting to have this sculpted piece of something with a big old V in the middle to d- indicate five. Um, and I just, I don't know. It. I hope that this is just a rumor. This is Maybe just the entire thing con- is like a heat sink in like at all angles, <laughs> like air just blows out of it. They're trying to avoid that red ring problem. They're trying to make it quiet. Uh, like my PS4 and my PS4 Pro are always jet engines. Uh, maybe this is this is the only way that they can do it by having these huge, powerful fans in there or something. That are I don't know, quiet. man. Like that is something else. Because so, like when the Series X was unveiled, you know, I, I told you it was bold, and and like this was at the time where I thought it was actually a tower, like the mm-hmm. size of a tower. Now we know it's like, yeah, it's not like as small as like an echo but it's like a little bit bigger than that you know it's not that big right it's not mad like you could hide this behind your tv very easily you know so like i'm all in on series x now and like it's you know it's just a square and it's nice and it's chic and it's got you know it's got this little vent and a little green light like i'm good with it Mm -hmm. if if these two things go head to head like i feel like the box art alone has a (laughs) has a distinctive advantage right like nobody's gonna walk in and be like hey you see that thing with all the blades and things coming out all different angles? I want that thing. Right? It's like a mousetrap or something. Like, what is it? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't want to go too far into this rabbit hole, but I, I do. I am right there with you. It is just not aesthetically pleasing. No, like, it's not. The PS4 had a good look, you know, yeah. to it. Um, the PS3, going back to the piano design, was uh, the original release on that. Was a big old, big old honking beast that I have in my basement still. Um, I, I just, I can't see them honestly coming out with this. And if it is like this. It's then, so against like their entire company. Yeah. They've always done like sleek, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's always like slanted edges, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like rounded corners, like this is not Spider-Man that. font. Yeah. This is not that. Oh, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. But we will see a traditional looking box with the Series X because as we have already seen uh, some of the concept design of it, we haven't actually seen the box itself yet. Like no one's held it in their hands as far as, you know, actually showing us a proper photo. Um, But we do know that it will be more of that rectangular shape that we would come to expect. And we know that it'll work vertically or it'll work horizontally, whereas the PlayStation looks like it'd be more of a horizontal only if it is that design. but who knows? I'm going vertical, man. I'm, I want the little monolith. I'm just going to sit it right next to my little TV. And it's going to be like so, like, because it's thin. I'm like, you know, so it's going to just fit right there, right on the edge of the of my of my little stand over here. Mm-hmm. It's going to look amazing. I can see that. Yeah. It'll, it'll look great. Um, so, Mr. Donnie, tell me what you've been playing. Hang on a second. I got to reply to Devin. He's like, he, he was chatting to us on Mixer. I see him on Mixer. And I guess he thought we weren't seeing him, so he because he switched to Twitch, so it was weird. Um, man, what have I been playing? <sighs> okay, um, I'll read you all the games. You tell me what you want to talk about. I have been playing Zombie on Me Four, Far Cry Five, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Life is Strange, Borderlands Three, Bleeding Edge, and I have purchased the Division Two and the expansion. And I have never even played it. And I totally bought the expansion. I've never played, never played the first one. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the division two, and then go to about that bleeding edge a little bit. Ooh. So I also have the uh, division two, and I had the ultimate edition, and I didn't put more than like three hours into it since it came out. And I bought the three dollar edition just to have it digitally and be able to hop back into it because of that stupid sale, which is amazing. Um, so I uh, am right there with you. If you are wanting to get in there, I would be glad to hop in and possibly try to. I need somebody to, to show me the ropes. I was going to get in last night with Garrett and Sean, um, but apparently when I bought it on my phone, and this happens to me quite often, I think it's the game sharing thing that I have with Kevin. Mm-hmm. It tells me it's installing, and then I get to my box and nothing is installed. You need to make sure you have your settings checked. I think it's on the app to set where you want I your did. remote install location to be. But I think the issue is that my Xbox is Kevin's home console. And Kevin's Xbox is my home. Con- I think that's the issue because it is in the app. I've went through all the settings in the app and everything. I am set to automatically allow and to turn on and to download to the X and not Kevin's S and all of that. But it happens often. Like I will hit something and, and, X- and here's the thing is I'll come home and I'll see it on my on my dashboard. I'll see the icon mm-hmm. and I go, great, I'm ready to play. And then I'll actually sit down and want to play. And it's like, nope, come back in four hours when you can play the division two. It's like, man, oh, XCloud, uh, I need you. I need. I got to get into these things a little faster. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. I have to look into it a little closer. You might even just need to go into the website and make sure that there's no settings in there to change to make yeah. sure you're pointing to that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what 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 spied, spied, 
piqued your interest. Oh, dude, it's just uh, the news, just the buzz, just the just buzz. buzz. I had. I um, mean, you got you got the the addition with the Warlords expansion, right? I just bought the Warlords expansion, so okay. I bought the three dollar version of, of Division Two, and then I bought Warlords expansion because I had uh, leftover money. I bought Resident Evil Three for Kevin and I, and uh, I had turned in a bunch of stuff and had a bunch of credit. Had a little leftover, and I'm hearing all of the buzz. Not just from like our friends; they're all playing it, so that's ab- absolutely present. But like the journalist media that are going hands on at these previews and stuff, they keep raving about how great this expansion is, and hmm. I don't know why, because like having never played it, I can't tell you that like I'm diving in and consuming all that is the division. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm honestly just kind of taking their word for it. Like everybody's loving it. Um, I was interested in the first one. But it was that whole Destiny-like grind multiplayer thing that I didn't quite understand that I don't really want to do. Like, I, I really just want to play the campaign, which I, I've, I've always heard that, like, you can still play these things single player and play the campaign. But I've had some, you know, I've Kevin and I have played Zombie Army. Um, I've done, you know, World War Z. Like, so I've had some success playing some co-op multiplayer campaign stuff, which is what I would really like to do with this, you know. Um, apparently the story is really, really good. I like the whole occupation angle. So I don't know. It was like Nathan. Ultimately, I'm into this like 23 bucks for the expansion and the thing. Uh-huh. So like, it, you know, it's a flyer. Like you've paid more for less. Exactly, a lot more for less. So it's like it's it can't be that terrible of an investment. Right. Um. So the first division was really fun. I I, I played that thing all the way through. You what know, was all the... it? It's like the dark zone or something. So they had once like the PVP area was called the dark zone. So you could go in there and then you would be able to get good loot out of there, but you would risk losing um, all your stuff, losing your stuff. To that kept me away from ever playing. I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible. It was a fun area. Um, you'd want to stay out of particular spots. And if you see somebody, you'd want to hide around if you're not ready to you know, take them on. Um, but that was really a pretty cool thing. And when you wanted to get evac'd, uh, everybody would know that you're getting evac'd. So if they're in the area, they could come try to attack you and you'd have to like defend your position for like 90 seconds uh, before they came. So it was a really fun concept. Uh, the story itself was kind of, you know, forgettable. Um, it, there's a lot of bullet spongy elements to it. It's not like a tactical type of thing like Ghost Recon used to be. Uh, it's more of the, you know, the the MMO-ish, Destiny-ish. That's, uh, that always it. kept me away from it. But it is it is fun. So I need to give Division Two some more time. And now that you have it, maybe we can link up and play a little bit there because you're probably farther along than I am. To be honest, I Not I got even. to the White House and that's it. I installed it last night. Like I, I just <laughs> just because I was gonna play with Sean and them for the first time. They're like, we'll show you. See, here's the thing that scares me, is I, I watch people play it and they pull up this menu, and they've got all these different options and it's like boots and arms and and vests and things and then there's a trunk and then you tab over like that stuff I start to get lost on it's like I just kind of want to play the game like mm-hmm. I'm and I'm that way with I'm like that way with all I'm like the opposite of dev I'm that way with everything like I want the like quick loadout button like why equip best thing possible go shoot stuff faster like that's you know all that stuff I don't know I always feel like I'm doing it wrong or like if I don't understand all of the stats you know it's like I'm mm-hmm. doing it wrong and that just kind of makes me not want to do it to begin with I see that. Uh, it's definitely one of those games where it, it has the 
the looter shooter aspect to it that some people like. Uh, so if you're familiar with, you know, Borderlands and stuff like that, where they have the the little drops that come up and you see like, ooh, that's a purple that just dropped or something like that. Uh, kind of gives that little bit of a rush of endorphins when you see those happening. Um, so that adds to that kind of aspect where you have a different, you know, armor that you wear and things like that. I would be surprised because as a person who likes Zelda, right, you have to have a big old inventory management system for all that cooking stuff and all that uh, stuff you have to carry around for the different missions that you I do. I mean, I guess I, I've never found, uh, maybe it's just because, you know, I'm engrossed into that environment, but I've never found that as as daunting to learn. You know, it, it always kind of makes sense. Like you cook chicken with, you know, butter, milk, eggs, like, you know, like it kind of, it's logical to me, I guess. I, I don't understand it in so many other games especially like like and when i say so many other games because he's in the chat i mean destiny like i don't understand anything about destiny at all and the blue and the red and the yellow and the purple and this one but not that one and the light level and like that stuff that makes no sense like you have to it's a different language you have to learn that yeah you know well let's let's continue on and talk a little bit about bleeding edge because i also Ooh. played bleeding edge beta this past weekend yeah uh what did you think i loved it uh, to be quite honest with you i really did um i don't want to like sound like i think it's like, the greatest game in the world i don't but i really loved what it is um you may have seen my tweet about it i compared it to i i think this could be could be let's, let's temper ourselves a little bit here because you know these are different fan bases i think this could be xbox's uh alternative to like splatoon I get crazy amounts of Splatoon vibes when I was playing Bleeding Edge. And that is to say that I was playing a multiplayer game, which is what I I normally don't play, by myself without a group of friends. And I was having a lot of fun. And really the only multiplayer game that I know that I've done that with, um, with any sort of regularity is Splatoon. And specifically, um, I'm not sure what they call it anymore um, because it's like a week ago, but um, the the, the checkpoints or the landmarks, Mm -hmm. like where you're holding zones... That feels, the that feels a lot like Splatoon. So in Splatoon, you're always painting the level to hold, you know, to hold position and win. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not painting the level, but it's very similar. Um, the characters are a lot of fun. Um, I like them all. I think they all have these really cool, um, you know, definitely these different designs. But I'd be very interested in learning, like, their backstories. You know, it's, it's always going to be compared to Overwatch you know, as a hero shooter. I was kind of thinking... Um, like twisted metal, like all these characters are a little like off. And I would love if they had like these little twisted metal stories to them. Cause that would make me play. Like if they had, you know, like twisted metal used to have like a very little small, like campaign tutorial mm-hmm. where you go through like eight or 10 missions, you'd learn something about sweet tooth and stuff like that. I would love if bleeding Hedges had something like that for these characters. Cause they all look very crazy and different. And they have like this punky, you know, steampunkiest like edge to them. Um, I don't think I'm really good at it. Uh, I definitely didn't get. I, I didn't play with any team like more than once. I'd played with no friends. Um, I tried that day to find folks to play with. Couldn't couldn't get in with anybody. Um, so I, I basically focused on tanks. That's always been my more my play style. I like you know, playing heavies, doing some damage. Um, I like Gizmo the character most. It's just in terms of character design. I thought she's really cool looking. Um, hard to play with. Doesn't do like mm-hmm. a whole lot of damage. Um, she's a, a range character, but she's also kind of slow. Um, and like that ninja that they've got was boss. Like that, he was tough. He was tough out there um, trying to beat them. But from what I played, you know, I didn't play it a whole lot. I think probably eight, ten, twelve matches, maybe. I played for a couple hours. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I really did. And I, I dig it's. Um, it's almost like a like a crackdown sunset overdrive type style. Mm-hmm. which I like. Um, 
uh, a lot of people I know are Xbox Xbox Drive folks had talked about the style. I don't know Ryan in particular uh, wasn't a big fan of. It. I, I I would be the, I guess I would be the opposite. I was favorable in the style. I think it looks great, um, and uh, it's cool. It was a surprise. I think it was better than I ever anticipated. Like when they announced it, I was like, yeah, not for me. Give me more, you know, Hellblade. Like what are you doing with this thing? And now that I've played, I'm like, you know what? I absolutely will because Game Pass. I will absolutely down that on my on my console, and I will absolutely play it. You know, more than a week. Like that's the type of evergreen game. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of play. And that's what I was thinking when I was playing, again, going back to the Splatoon thing. I may not play it religiously to be, like, great at it, but I might play it, like, with you and Josh, you know, and Mo, if we can ever get in, like, monthly or bi-monthly or something like that, just to spend a night playing it because uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so like you, I wasn't really expecting a lot when I went into it. So I went through the tutorial and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like the art style a little bit. Um, I like the, the vibe. The character designs, like, I'm not really... I don't really like much of the character designs except for like the ninja guy. I, the rest of them are just kind of like eh, out there for me. Do you see the um, tank man with the big fat girl? She's got like the, the saw mm-hmm. blades for hands and she rolls around as a motorcycle. I was like, what is this? It's all Borderlands-ish. You mm-hmm. know, like crazy designs. Cool. Yeah, it definitely shares some of that same DNA it feels yeah. like with that for sure. Um, but it does have some, you know, some interesting pieces when you look at the, the just like the team dynamics, right? So it is like the hero, hero mm-hmm. brawler, I guess we'll call yeah. it, uh, where, you know, you have your healers, you have people who have their ultimate abilities. And if you team those up with other people and you all do your ult at the same time, you're going to wipe out the other team. Um, and just kind of cool to see how that works. And like with the ninja guy, you could mark down people. And then if you took them out within a certain amount of time, you had like a boost to yourself for like another 10 seconds. Uh, and then you could like do the little star thing to them and slow them down for other people to hit them too. Uh, so yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, I think that when it does come out on Game Pass, I will definitely give it more of a, a, a look. I only actually played um, through the tutorial and then one or two matches uh, just to kind of get a feel for what it is because it was you know just the beta. And I feel like as far as the beta aspect goes, I didn't have any issues. No, I didn't either. No, I played flawlessly. Yeah. So I think it's a, a really promising start for what we see from. Uh, um, uh, forgive me, I can't think of the name of the studio. Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory, yes. Uh, so I, I am excited to see where it goes and how it finishes out. And we know that they're also working on the, the Hellblade sequel at the same time. So, and like the best of both worlds. That weird, like experience thing that they were talking about, like like with uh, mental wellness and all that stuff. I'm not sure if you saw any of those. They've they've got this whole other thing that they're doing too. That's I'm not even sure if it's a game. Like they announced it like a game. Mm-hmm. But it might not even be a game. They've got a lot of things going on over there. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So that's kind of what you've been playing. Anything else uh, in that ether that you want to discuss? Have you seen Sonic, by the way? No. I'm not okay. going to go see Sonic. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to go see Sonic today, but I'm recording this podcast that's with you instead. That's a better decision. You're making good life decisions. <laughs> it, it, it has been the, it's the highest grossing video game adaptation film. Good for it. Or opening weekend, at least opening I weekend. Don't care. <laughs> I've never, I mean, I've never liked Sonic. I mean, call it Nintendo, call it whatever you will. I just I don't. I mean, you know, that's not to say I don't like Sonic. Like I, I played Sonic Mania, it's good, and I played you know, like Sonic Generation stuff like that. But like I, the character, I could no, I don't want to see Sonic on screen. Like I'm good. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> um, Zombie Army Four, I'm having a lot of fun with, and Kevin and I have played it. I've played it by myself. Played it with randoms. And uh, it's quite good. It's Left 4 Dead. 
It's that's by shooter. the people that do Sniper Elite, right? Same team? Yes. Same developer? Yep, yep. And it's fun. Guns are good. Um, environments are really good. Like, I was really impressed, and I kept showing it to Kevin. Like, man, there's a, a lot of detail in this that I, I don't remember being in games like that of, of the past. But it's, it's you know, there's, I don't know what to say about it other than it's Left 4 Dead. I mm-hmm. love Left 4 Dead and have very fond memories of playing Left 4 Dead 2 on Xbox 360. So uh, that's definitely in my wheelhouse. If you like Left 4 Dead, uh, you got to get this game. I think you'll love it. It's stupid funny. Hitler raises the dead. You shoot all the, the Hitler things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's good. It's a lot of fun. And then, uh, like I said, all the other ones are like old game is old. I'm replaying except for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which I talked about for like 40 minutes with Kevin a few weeks ago. <laughs> which I haven't really given as much time to that lately either because, you know, Apex... Oh yeah, the, <laughs> yep. The addiction continues. It's a new season, man. <laughs> I'm going to be gone for a whole week, and I have to get my my level up. Um, yeah, I'm addicted. I uh, I gotta break that that cycle that cycle at some point. But I I do want to get back to playing Kakarot. I do want to actually go and finish Kingdom Hearts three at some point soon. Um, which for me. The next big release that I'm looking forward to is in April, April 10th, with Final Fantasy three, uh, Final Fantasy seven remake, mm-hmm. um, which is on the other platform. But you know, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, so I'm just going to go ahead and you know tout that a little bit. Uh, I I did want to mention that since we last talked, Final Fantasy fifteen, the Royal Edition, became part of Game Pass, and. I put so much time into that game. I put like probably over 90 hours into that one. I got the 1K the on it before all the DLC hit, and I haven't gone back to it since, but I loved that game. It was a fantastic story. If uh, if you, dear listener, are into a Japanese-esque story uh, that you want to see, obviously it's just a Final Fantasy game, so it's kind of a little quirky at times, but it's also it's got a really heartfelt story at the core. Uh, really recommend that one. It's great. And there's a lot of content. If you enjoy that, there's an anime that they did um, that kind of tells the story of some of those guys that he's with, Noctis. And then there's also a, a like a, it's kind of a lead in, but it actually takes place like after the prologue or during the prologue of the game, uh, the Kingsglaive movie. Uh, so there's a lot of lore that you can get and pull in from these external sources as well. Plus, Florence and the Machine had that amazing song, which is the That's, theme song yeah. for, the, for the game. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of great uh, greatness with that game. I just wanted to tout that a little bit because it is again in Game Pass, and we'll be getting um, a lot more Final Fantasy games in Game Pass within the next month or so. So be be sure to watching that for y'all Xbox folks on Game Pass. Um, also, like today or yesterday, as we were recording this, Ninja Gaiden Two, the yep. 360 game, was added to Game Pass, yep. which I've never played. Those were like the original games, which were like controller throwing type games to me. And I'm like, I'm not gonna play this. I don't want to be frustrated. But if y'all like Bloodborne and all those kinds of games that are frustrating, uh, give Ninja Gaiden a try. Well, they just added um, just to piggyback off of that. Then they had um, like Yakuza and and a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff too. Is it like a Wasteland? I should have wrote them down now that you said it. I didn't even think about it. Yep, Yakuza is also out there and some other good stuff. I mean, also, uh, I think this was already out there last time, but probably the biggest game in Game Pass is is uh, GTA Five. Yeah. Which yeah. is a recent addition there, uh, which is, I was really surprised to see it come in there. But at the same time, the game is old. Like, it was out on the last generation, and it was remastered yeah. for this generation. So it is old, so it doesn't really surprise me that much, but it is probably the biggest game. They're there. almost one-to-one copies sold with consoles. Like, it is so close. 
It's that insanely close the way you sound like that. All right, so hang on a second. I got to pull this up because I, I don't want to feel like I've left, uh, missed an opportunity. All right, so there's Fishing Sim World, Indivisible, Wasteland Remastered, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Final Fantasy Royal Edition, Death Squared, and Ninja Gaiden 2 all just recently came to Game Pass with Yakuza 0, I think, on the way, on the way soon. And by the way, for y'all on PC, and if you're Game of Thrones fans, and if you enjoy bored with video games, um, Devolver Digital put out a Reigns Game of Thrones, uh, which is on PC for Game, game Pass for PC. So you can check that out and download it. It's like a card game based on, obviously, the the television show. So if you're interested in, in that and you got a PC, check that out as well. Um, and also, since we last discussed things, Donnie, one thing I wanted to touch on was I was in the uh, the Android version of the... Um, xCloud? xCloud beta, yeah. Yeah. And so I updated my settings to the iOS version, and then within a day I was accepted into there. We only have one game Let that me we can play over on iOS now. If, you already, if you've already been accepted to xCloud, mm-hmm. do you, can you just download it and use your account on, on iOS and like you're, you're already in, or is it a separate approval? It's like a separate approval because you have to go into your settings and like re-register and it'll say, hey, you registered for Android and then you'll have the iOS option to register for iOS and then you'll get the approval email whenever it cycles through. Um, it will still leave your Android option available so you're not like kicked out of the Android program. Uh, this just cycles you into the iOS program. And I'm, uh, I'm guessing that it's... With Apple's requirements on testing and betas, they couldn't put all the content in there because there's only the Master Chief Collection, which I wonder if they were being facetious in some way because, you know, the original story of Halo was that it was going to be an Apple game. Oh, yes. It was going to be on the Apple uh, system as an RTS. Uh, but, of course, and now it's uh, the famed Microsoft shooter. The reason I ask, um, you may have seen, but I, I, I recently just bought an, uh, an iPad iPad is the way to go, man. I haven't played it on my iPad yet. I did install it. Uh, I played it on my phone. I bought one of those little... Uh, I don't have a box in here. It seems like one the of those support, little adapters. It seems like support for iPad and Apple TV will come faster than native like Chromebooks. So like my Chromebook, um, like my Slate, for example, it runs the app because it sees it in the App Store, but the mm-hmm. app actually hasn't been available for Chromebooks yet. <laughs> or So the Slate, like you'll understand, the Slate is like um, a hybrid. Yeah, it lives in this quasi both. It's a mobile device and a Chromebook, uh-huh. um, so I can play it on there, but I can't play it on my Pixelbook. But it it doesn't run very well in Slate. Like I've gotten pretty good. Like I've been able to play like a level of Gears of Madden, but the uh-huh. app is always like crashing and it doesn't like go full screen all the time and things like that. So, um, you know, like they, they just kind of burn me like with that. Plus Apple Arcade. Right. All of the amazing indies they keep snapping up. I was like, man, I I need to get in over here on this on this Apple thing and then try to get over here and get this iPad going. So I, bu- I bought one. Did you get a pro? I did not. I got the Apple iPad 2019, like the, just the recent regular iPad. You know, you just reminded me of something. I wanted to go on a little tangent here. It's like super cheap so, though. It's like 270 bucks. Yeah, they, they aren't bad. They, they have, they have a decent lifespan too. You'd probably be good with that one for at least about four years. That's but good. knowing you, you'll, you'll swap it out within like five months. Yeah. Um, so, going back to this naming for Xbox, you know, Series X is, is the name that we have now. But I was thinking about this the other day. Wouldn't well, it have technically, been... the name we have is Xbox. True, yes. 
this the series x is the higher caliber um that's like the model right <laughs> wouldn't it have been nice it would have solved all their problems of you know not sending inferior having a a, a name that's easily recognizable if they would have called it like xbox 20 the x20 because it comes out in the year 2020 and you know, iPad came out in the year 19. That's kind of how they refer to them. Xbox 20, you, you don't have to worry about the, the five being like a detriment because that's where they named their 360 is yeah. the 360. I mean, I got to say, as, as someone who just bought an iPad, it's not that clear because not everybody adopts that, you know, like, so a lot of folks call them like, this is the fifth gen iPad and this is the sixth gen iPad. And you're like, well, what mm-hmm. does that mean? Like, which one is the new one and the Pro versus the Air versus the Mini? Like, it gets a little annoying. Um, but with a console, you wouldn't have that many SKUs. So it really wouldn't matter. I mean, I I can, I can get behind the idea of just being like, this is the Xbox 2020. Like, it's the Xbox that came out in 2020, and here's what mm-hmm. it does. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with that. And there's the Xbox 2022 and the Xbox 2025. Yeah, that that's e- that's easy. It makes sense. So, in addition to that, it's not as sexy though. Here's here's the sexy part. So you take that Xbox name and you put it in the marketing department and the Roman numerals for 20 is two X's X B O X, you know, kind of make it nice and sexy looking. Yeah. I'm not following you there. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I get off this train. Uh, I'm sure somebody in like with visual graphic skills can make it sound better. You have like, you have get on that. (laughs) You have like the, uh, the two X's with like a, a red or no, it'd be a green with a gray outline. I feel like you're making you the, like... you're making the marketing pack for like the return of rise. <laughs> like here's a rise in Roman numerals on the Xbox in Roman numerals, all the Roman numerals, all the Romans. Um, but anyway, I just want to go on a brief tangent. About I like that Xbox 20. I think has a nice little simple and elegant name. I like it. series X way more than I liked Xbox one. Hmm. So I think that's already an improvement because everybody is making fun of the Series X. And I'm like, you, do you guys forget just how dumb it sounded when they were like, this is the Xbox one. Mm-hmm. Like the entire crowd was like, but it's not. <laughs> we all saw the Xbox one. We know what that was. This is not it. You know? It was about the same size as the Xbox, the original <laughs> that's Xbox. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, I think that's that's all I you know kind of wanted to interject there. But did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we get into some listener questions? Nah, man. I think these questions will pull a lot of a, a lot out of us anyway. So they'll suck at our souls. That's good. I'm so happy. Thank you all for for submitting the questions. It's always nice if you feel like that that interaction. Folks actually want to you know listen to the show, be a part of it. Love. Questions. And if you want to be a part of the show too, dear listener, uh, you can either go into the Discord and tag us in the xbox empire channel or you can always hit us up on twitter under the xbox empire you know what i do have something no i said <gasps> I, I was teasing a little something something and uh just to give everybody an update i was working on a little something something a little guest and uh, he did postpone he's not he did not cancel he did postpone and um he's possibly promised me a little something something so i'm not even exactly sure what that means but stay tuned xbox series x for donnie oh that'd be amazing <laughs> but stay tuned I'm, I'm still i'm still working on it i'm not gonna give up not gonna get you don't these folks in the gaming industry. I feel like I'm starting to build a reputation. They're like, we can't get this guy to stop. Like he won't go anywhere. He's everywhere. Persistence <laughs> pays off. I'm not gonna be able to meet Ryan McCaffrey. He stopped talking to me on Twitter. So. Oh no. You're going to California, right? Yeah. I'll be just in go there. Just week. go to the thing. Just you can walk in the in the in the in the company, right? Like the building. 
it's it's no i mean you gotta get security go outside go up there right no i'm telling you if the 90s taught me anything here's what you do get yourself a boom box (laughs) go stand on the sidewalk just play a uh, podcast that's it man (laughs) ryan some ride the lightning (laughs) um okay so let's get to these listener feedback questions. And again, like we said, you can hop on our Discord and, and shoot us a message over there. Or you can also hit us up on the Xbox Empire on Twitter. Go, Johnny. Okay, first question. I love this question. This question was for me. Uh-oh. Will Microsoft do a new UI on the Series X? The One X UI is complete trash. Skinny Matt. So... I don't, there will be a little bit of a change. Yes. It won't be like a huge overhaul because if you have been in the Xbox ecosystem since the beginning, uh, these dashboards constantly change with the times and they constantly change. Like the and this beginning has been a of the thing Xbox since 360, like yeah. 360 had like 10 different UI designs. Yeah. The original Xbox, I don't think it changed at all. Actually, it did. There was one major change to the Xbox dashboard. And then the 360 started out with the blades famously, but then yeah. it went into this terrible ending spiral. Um, Xbox One had famously not the best user interface. Uh, you were expected to use Connect for a lot of the things to get settings and stuff like that. Um, it was all based on like when the Xbox One launched, they were like so heavy into that Metro UI design with the Windows mm-hmm. phone and the Windows Steve tablet. Palmer. And they tried to do the whole thing across everything. And it's like, this isn't a phone. It's not a touchscreen. Using a controller is not the same thing. Like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, here's my thought is that, honestly, where we're at now with, with the release that I have, which I'm in the Insider program. Uh, so I don't know if you've the seen Insider this one. The Insider one is yet. out now. Everybody should have okay. this current dash. Yeah. So the one that I have I is actually really great. I like it a lot. Okay, so here's where we'll differ a little bit. I'm kind of following you. The latest version of the Xbox interface is the best one that we've had. And mm-hmm. it is quite good. It's basically the same thing as the cross-media bar from PlayStation, except instead of scrolling left to right, you scroll up to down, mm-hmm. which I kind of like better anyway. Like, I like that, and, and I like little tiles. I think there's some minor adjustments that you could do to make it better. I don't like that they lock... Um, like the amount of tiles, like in your groups and your customizations, like you can only have so many and so many sizes. I really wish they just like let you go and like let you just kind of make it your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, my issues with the current design are more performance based than than aesthetic. I like it now, but before I talk about the performance issues, I do want to say it makes sense that they would come out with a new UI. They have a new console. They'll probably dedicate more RAM to it. So I would imagine that they would. But your point sounds sounds logical because. They've got to a pretty good place and they keep talking about like this Xbox family of devices. And that doesn't really ring true if this one thing is like completely different than the other thing. Right. So I would imagine that they keep it somewhat similar. So here's what I would hope. The thing that I hate about the Xbox UI design now is performance. Um, there are so many times when I and when I load, when I turn on my Xbox that like all of my tiles don't snap in, that it takes a minute. So I get mm-hmm. like the basic block. And then like two minutes later, my groups arrive and my game pass arrives. And I hate that. It's like, look, I turn on. I want that thing to load as instant as possible. So get this thing on the SSD, get it on the memory and like just snap it in there. Like I've never had that issue with my PlayStation 4 ever since the day it launched. Never had that issue. Another crazy issue that I've had, um, not 
all the time, but more more than you would ever want it to happen. Like it happens enough that it becomes an issue. There are several times I turn on my Xbox and my UI like doesn't load. Hmm. <laughs> like it's happened to me at least on a dozen X? times. Yeah. And like I, I just I, I sit there and I wait for a minute and it just never comes in and I gotta go do the hard reset, right? Gotta go unplug the thing. Are wait. you an insider or are you a general release? Um I'm on the the safest ring of the inside. Okay. And have you reported that when it happens? Yes. Yeah, I've reported okay. it a few times. Take the snapshot of it just being blank and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's just odd. And you gotta reboot it. And like I said, it's not such a big deal that it's not, you know, that it's like a like a, that I hate my Xbox or anything. Like it's fine. You just reboot it and it comes back. But it's annoying. And the other thing that I don't like about it's slow. Like that's ultimately and it's it's slow. It's when especially when you pan from anything that like loads in, so like if you pan to like a store tile, and mm-hmm. you gotta wait for that to update, and then like the mixer tile, you gotta wait for that to update, and if you hit your menu and you gotta go to the settings, and you gotta that's gotta pop up like it. In comparison with um, like the Switch and the PlayStation Four, for example, getting in and out of menus, getting in and out of of tiles and groups and things like that, it's so much slower than those. Like it needs to be a lot more snappier. Mm-hmm. That would be my biggest thing. But I do love what they're doing with the organization part of it. The organizing the apps, the different categories, the which ones on your console, which ones aren't. Um, I love the new, the newest thing that I, that I don't think is out to insiders yet, where they've basically like regrouped all of your library. Mm-hmm. So before you used to open up your library, just got hit with hundreds of tiles and Everything. stuff. Now you get hit with categories to dive into that stuff, which is yep. really, really nice. But it's interesting how many things, because it has, you know, your subscriptions on there. So you have EA Access and you have Game Pass on there. How many things are just, it really opens your eyes as to how many games that you're getting as a service. And you don't have to load the app or the store to scroll through it. Like you can just say, hey, show me Game Pass. And it'll show you all the Game Pass games that you don't have installed. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, these are available for you to play. And you can just sift through that right there without even having to load the store. Because, uh, boy, the, the store on Xbox is kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. The store navigating the store. I, I I can't tell you the last time I used my Xbox to go into the store. Now I just go to Xbox.com and I manually search for whatever it is I'm trying to download or the Game yeah, Pass app. I don't. Sometimes I do when I'm in the in there looking, just kind of scrolling around just to see what's out there, like the new deals of the week or something like that. Um, but most of the time, I, I also look at the like the app or the sites. I just kind of see what's out there. Yeah. Um, but as an aside. You had me thinking. This was Skinny Matt, right? Yeah. You had me thinking. It's not a UI. The thing that I crave the most, that I really, really would love to get from this next-gen console, is a branded, from Microsoft, super high-quality headset with that supports you know Dolby Atmos, that you don't have to have a little dongle plugged in, <laughs> that just works, that uses the same frequency. These things aren't even remotely them. related. You took a UI question and you turned it into headphones. This is a user interface, sir. Audio is a user interface. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's just kind of take a little turn there. The, the number one thing I want for this new console, and I would pay like two fifty for it, is an is an elite caliber headset that just works wirelessly. Give me like a twelve hour battery in there. You know, just an elite caliber that you can put next to your elite series two controller. Give me gotcha. that. Give it to me. Okay. Skinny Matt, make it happen. With the recent influx in Japanese game franchises coming to Xbox that haven't appeared on the platform before, what Japanese franchise would y'all love to see make the jump to Xbox? Mine is Danganronpa Collection. 
Though I'm super hyped to see Final Fantasy 15 on or uh, Final Fantasy 14 on Xbox. It comes from Ryan Turford over there at the Xbox Drive. Bah. Um. Okay. I. I mean, obviously, I think everybody knows my answer to this question, but I, I want to. Xbox is doing a lot better in this regard than they were like even two years ago, right? So, like, we got we have. Um, you might need to help me here because I was writing down some notes and I, I didn't check these. I'm not sure. Like we now have Final Fantasy and, and Yakuza, and we've got like all of them, right? Most mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. a lot of them, the newer ones. And King, Kingdom Hearts Kingdom is also Hearts. coming over. We have Dark Souls, all the Dark Souls games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Valkyria Chronicles, you play mm-hmm. on Xbox, right? And uh, I think the big one, or at least the big one for me, like the one that I've enjoyed the most, Near Near Automata. Yeah, I think that's available. So that's amazing. So which ones do we not have? Like we have Monster Hunter World, but not many. Is that the only one, right? So no that's other the only hunters. one on Xbox, correct? So and that then could be the a only. Space. I would like to see. So here, here's one that the second version came out, and then following versions came out on Xbox. But uh, the original Metal Gear Solid. Okay. That's that's never made its way to the Xbox platform. And you that's mean like one the, of my favorite like games. the SNES Metal Gear. No, no, Metal Gear Solid. That's that's Metal Gear, right? As, as the NES version. Oh, you're the talking about PS One Metal Gear. Yeah. that's not an yeah. HD collection. Nope, that's that has never made its way to the Xbox ecosystem. Okay. Uh, in the collection, it was omitted, and it was a, a download code for the PlayStation. Uh, so that's how they got away with that. Um, that's a good. So one. that one, that's one I would love to see make its way over. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's really the answer to your question here, it's but it's not. Um, that's. I'm so far removed from the Japanese game scene, though. So I think there's uh, like, a big one that's not here. Obviously, I think it's a big one. Um, it's not mine, but that'd be Dragon Quest. Hmm. Is Dragon Quest on Xbox at all? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Isn't that only on Nintendo? No, it's on PlayStation. But oh, here's okay. the thing. like, Not only do you not have Dragon Quest XI, um, which I played, um, I thought it was really good. I don't think it's a great 10 out of 10 thing. that like It's got a lot of that. I wouldn't go that far, um, but I think it's good. It's like Pokemon so, good. Um, so here's the thing, though. But we don't even have Dragon Quest Builders or anything like that either. Like, none of the spinoffs. Dragon Quest yeah. Warriors, you got none of them. There's like six or seven Dragon Quest games that came out in the last five years. Xbox has none of them. Here's the thing, as I fiddle with my camera here. Uh, people don't really play these types of games, I mean, being honest, on the <laughs> Xbox ecosystem. Uh, we had last uh, La- Lost Odyssey. We had uh, Blue Dragon, yeah. Eternal Sonata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of these fantastic games that were Japanese-inspired or Japanese-developed. But let's compare apples to, to apples, man. Those aren't Dragon Quest. Like, Dragon Quest has built-in, like Final Fantasy and and Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest has built-in fan base. True. Um, ultimately, like, duh, you you all know my answer. What what Japanese game would I like to see come to Xbox? Persona. Like those, those are the only real Japanese games that I really care about, and I don't even care about per- Persona, um, the RPG. I'm more talking about Persona Strikers. They give me all of the easier to consume Persona games. I played the Persona Strikers demo in Japanese on Switch, and it's fantastic. And I can only imagine how great it would be on X. But that would be my the other ones that I wrote down. Just thinking off the top of my head, um, I don't know if Xbox has these or not. But do you, does Xbox have the Tales games? I know people care about those. I haven't played them. I don't think so. I thought I it was like PlayStation. Either. No More Heroes? You had one on 360. I played it, but you've never gotten another one. Huh. <laughs> and then, like, a, you didn't get Travis Strikes again, right? It's only PlayStation I don't think 4. So. That's, yeah. And we're not getting uh, No More Heroes 3. That's exclusive to Switch. 
but No More Heroes um, 2, and uh, like I think it's the Paradise Edition, came out 360 and PlayStation, um, PlayStation 3. So uh, those are cool games. But I think for the most part, like uh, Xbox has done a really good job in this place. Like I said, they've Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy. They've gotten the big ones. Uh, Platinum, like I just bought Vanquish, uh, Bayonetta. So I just bought the remasters. They just came out this past week. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll start chewing on um, with The Division here. That's what I'm looking forward to. As we lead up to Ori, by the way, you said your next big release was some final whatever in April. Like <laughs> you're forgetting Ori comes out in like 12 days. I'm not forgetting that it comes out in 12 days. I still have to beat the first one. It's not 12 days. It's like 15 days or whatever. But yeah, it's close. Ori is close. We are Ori is imminent. So very, very excited. But I, I think they've done pretty good in this space. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that they could get now are like niche stuff. And I would include Rapa in that kind of space. Nice. Excellent question, Ryan Turford. Thank you. And I know, Ryan, that you are a fan of these Japanese oh, games. Yeah. Uh, Donnie is more in your wheelhouse here on this one for you. I, I, my best answer I came up with was Metal Gear Solid, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, switching to another Xbox podcast, Luke Lore wants to know, with Arkham, with the Arkham games exiting Game Pass soon, are we likely to see games cycle in and out of the service at a faster rate than we have before due to the service gaining momentum? Uh, first off, shout out to Mr. Lore, by the way, for the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast. Uh, and he recently got a, a nice little present from the Xbox Pope. Oh, uh, he yeah. He designed, designed a custom little uh, Xbox so One X controller for him. I've been it's trying fantastic. to get one of those for, for a year from Pope, man. All the uh, time. So good. Uh, but anyway, so with the Arkham games coming in Game Pass soon, likely to see games circle in and out of service at a faster rate than we have before. I don't think we would see it at a faster rate. Uh, I just think that there may be um, increased numbers coming in uh, and probably the same duration, right? Um, which would lead to more turnover because they're probably signing the same contracts, which says, hey, your game's going to sit in Game Pass for five months and then we're going to you know, take it out and then we'll reconsider a contract later on if we want to add it back in, yada, yada. That's probably how it goes and it's probably a standard contract. Um, unless they have some sort of like, you know, ex- extensions or exclusions in there. Uh, but I wouldn't see any more of an uptick rather than just like more people being invested in the, the ecosystem of Xbox. And I bet when you see the next, uh, the Series X launch, you might see, depending on the numbers of these new consoles, more people from third party perspective being intrigued or interested on, you know, just getting that their, their games out there in that user base. You're not going to see it from, from uh, launch aspects from like, you know, Activision or EA, they're not going to put the next Call of Duty out there like we're going to get the next Halo on there. But I think you're going to get more people excited about it depending on the number of consoles that are sold uh, through to consumers. Okay. Um, There's a good segue here, but I will just say that I think with a game like Arkham, and this is just me taking a wild guess here, that game sold, got the collection sold remastered sold all of it before it came to game pass i'm wondering how many people are playing that game out of game pass because like it's that's not like um it's not like a niche game it's not like a uh maybe an underperforming game like that game sold a bunch it sold a bunch for a long time all the fans that were interested in that game probably bought it at launch and at release and then they definitely bought it the black friday after that you know famous quote that i'm going to 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 rebut you with from one mr stanley the great stanley (laughs) Every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Okay. All right. So people missed the train when these games came out originally. This is their Did first they? time experiencing Who's them. Who's missed this train? 
the eight-year-old that got his Xbox for his birthday. Man, I, I mean, I guess you're right, but I, I just can't see that. I, I'm just wondering if maybe that's more the reason why it's not, you know, so much that we're, we're going to start cycling them out. It's just like maybe they put on a Game Pass and they're like, you know, not that many people are playing it, probably because they already own the game. Like, I already own the game, you know. So Right, and I own it too, but I'm yeah. just, by the way, not eight-year-old. We'll say 13-year-old because it's rated T for teen. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> tough there. Um, but to segue, let's take a quick quick question from Kevin. Uh, what do you what do you wish would hit Game Pass that hasn't yet? Hmm. We talk about this good... every podcast. So if we're just talking about games that are out there already that I would like to come to Game Pass. I have I, a list. I have a lot of games that I wish would come to Game Pass. Wish um, or that you expect to? Because those are different things, right? So if if there's a game that I really want to play. I've got it. You know what I mean? Um, but no, no, no. Case... I'm saying like wish, wish would come there. Like that you, you know, like like is never going to happen. Like Call of Duty, right? Probably never not gonna. ever coming to Game Pass. Or like you expect. Like I actually think this game will end up on Game Pass at some point. Wish. Okay. Because I've got two that I expect. Three, three that I expect hit Game Pass. And then I've got one kind of question for you because I'm not sure if any of these will hit Game Pass. So, you know, one that I wish would actually come to Game Pass, and it's actually not too far off, would be uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Ooh, good one. That's good. Because I've always been teetering on the buy button on that one when it gets, you know, on those low sales. Um, and, you know, same with uh, Ghost Recon um, Breakpoint. Right, so let me, <laughs> before, before this gets away from me, I wrote this down. Here's what I wrote down um, in response to this question. There's lots of Ubisoft options, mm-hmm. but will Ubisoft ever put their games in Game Pass? Well, they already have a lot in Game Pass, don't they? Well, For Honor, isn't that in Game Pass already? That I don't know. Um, I think they did Assassin's Creed for a minute. Yeah, we had some Ubisoft games in Game Pass. I but know it was that like the sure. old one, not 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 Odyssey, but the one before that, right? Testing my knowledge here. Um, because like, if you're thinking of Ubisoft, like Far Cry. Ghost Recon, you know, like there's a lot of options that I think would be, um, you know, could get some some more life out of a Game Pass release. But I I can't remember them actually supporting Game Pass a whole lot. They could do like Watch Dogs uh, two up on Game Pass. Like there's they they have a bajillion options actually. There's a ton of options they can throw up there. Um, but to my knowledge, we haven't really seen a whole lot. They, they don't appear to supporting to be supporting Game Pass as much. And my theory is that's because of UPlay Plus. They don't want a two game pass. They want you to subscribe to them and they want you to, you know, but, um, but that's not available on Xbox, but it is available on PC. I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. I think you're right. I mean, they've done free play days. Yes. And they've done games with gold. I know they've done like For Honor free weekends, but I, I don't remember it being in Game Pass. Right. For Honor, there was, that might have been a games with gold game, I think, actually. Because hmm. I believe I have it and I never bought it. But, as for me, like I, w- I would think Ubisoft, like you said, they, there's a lot of games out there. I have all the Assassin's Creed games, so for me, that wouldn't benefit me. But Breakpoint would definitely be one, as well as Rainbow Six Siege, uh, that would let me at least try it, the game, yeah. and uh, see what it's like on Game Pass. Yep. And then, okay, so some of the, I have three that I expect. These I expect these to hit Game Pass at some point. I'll say this year. Um, Resident Evil 2, I think, will we'll hit Game Pass um, for folks at some point. Um, probably after Resident Evil 3 comes out. Because um, other ones have been on Game Pass, I believe. Yep. Borderlands 3. 
Yep. I think we'll find Second Life and come over and hit Game Pass at some point. Um, just have, maybe just to keep the player base up and get some more money and keep people from trading it in and all that. Kakarot, I fully expect to come to Game Pass next year. That probably will. And then the last one I was going to say, like, I don't want to say this is like, this is definitely the big one just on Prestige. Um, I would download it and try it, but I'm not like, I, w- I don't think I'd ever buy this game. Sekiro. You know, I would actually love that in Game Pass. And I, like you, I wouldn't actually buy it, but I would try it. I would try Pass. it, yeah. Um, I wish Control would have come to Game Pass, to be honest, too. Oh, it's um, coming. I, uh, Phil didn't just like make it's... that up. Like, it's coming. Like, he didn't just he... say it just to say it. Like, at some point, they had an agreement to launch Control into Game Pass, and I expect that that'll happen. Yeah, that'll probably happen at E3 or something like that. God, Control Let's is say, available so good, Game Pass, Which I need to play that still. I, I did so buy that good. on, like, You know, when they release the, the Alan Wake experience, whatever, that'll be the perfect time, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, and Control's out. Yeah. That's that's real good. That's real good. But those those are the things. But Ubisoft is something I'll keep an eye on. I don't know if, if they'll ever be Game Pass. And it'll be interesting if Uplay Plus ever makes its way to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have like Game Pass Ultimate Bundle Bundle, where we get EA, Game Pass, and Uplay all at the same, like all in one fee. Game Pass Ultimate Plus. Pro. <laughs> Hashtag sharp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next question. Let's see here. Uh, oh, great question. Delvin Cox from PSXP writes in, what's your dream lineup for the Series X launch window? Can I go mm. first? You do one, then I'll do another one. Ooh, you go want to go back, back and forth? And forth? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm not going to say the one then. So I'm going to start with this one. Um and I, and I really and when I wrote this down, here's kind of what my thought was. At some point, you and I should sit down, maybe get Sean or Josh or somebody to sit down with us, Luke, and talk about like this generation of Xbox and and all that. Because when I think back on Xbox One, the one like striking change in my fandom from 2013 to now, it revolves around one game called Forza. Hmm. I was never a Forza player until Forza Horizon 3. And now I love Forza Horizon, at least. And I will always, I, I think I am now, like, I have, I'm so in, I am now buying Forza Horizon anything. Like, is the moment it comes out, this is entered instant Forza purchase. Forza Horizon the cereal. Yes. So my question is, uh, I absolutely think Forza will be a launch game for Xbox, because they always launch with Forza, and they drop a lot of these. And I actually think at this point, I think Forza has a claim to be Xbox's best IP. They release enough of them in quantity to to outrank the quality of some of the other bigger, more established IPs, in my opinion. But here's the question that I have, Nathan. Hmm. I don't think it's good. I'm not saying this is a prediction. I'm just saying, listen and hear me out. What are the chances they go Horizon again and not Motorsport? For a launch? For launch. Like, what are the chances that we get Xbox Series X... And it's Forza Horizon 5 and not Forza Motorsport, what, 6, 7, 6? Mm, 8. 8? Yep, we had 7. <sighs> wow. Um, not going to happen because it's 8's turn. It's, it's Motorsport's turn. Yeah, but they like uh, took the time off, right? They've, they've taken time off. They've been polishing it up. And you want to put the best-looking polished game out there, and there's no better-looking game. the best game out there, and the best game available is Forza Horizon next. The best-looking game is going to be Forza, Forza Motorsport. Like the look, because they because with Horizon you have to build that 
big open world and everything else has to look good. With with motorsport, you focus on the cars, you focus on that detail, you focus on the reflection of the sun, all the ray tracing that'll reflect off of your driver's helmet. Boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. If it were me, if I was running Xbox, I'd kill off motorsport. Just like just, <sighs> motorsport just still it. has a place. I know it does, and I know people. I know it sells well. Like I'm not even saying that, but if it were me, it's just like. We're doing Horizon over and over and over again, like just more Horizon all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was actually going to be my if I had a dream lineup. My my first game was going to be Forza Horizon Four as a dream launch lineup because a I prefer Horizon to Motorsport like you, uh, and it would just be a great celebration. How how fantastic of a, a way to kick off a new generation. And that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up because I think it's ready. I think I feel like. It's three, not ready. Three, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm sorry. Let me reclassify. It's not ready as in like the game is ready. Here's what I'm trying to say. It's ready for that moment. Like Forza Horizon is ready for that stage. It is that game now, I feel. Like three put it on a, on a whole new plane, right? Like it just mm-hmm. three elevated the series to something that I don't think we ever had. We had all kinds of people, even our own community, that never played Forza like me that were like, I love this game and I'm jumping in. And then right. they all jumped into four. Right. And it wasn't like the greatest thing, but they salvaged it with like the Lego. Now it's like we're primed. We're prime and ready. If they could hit on a great Forza Horizon, like the world would take notice. It would sell consoles like it. The time is now for a great Horizon. I would love to kick off a, a console generation with a brand new, like awesome Forza Horizon game, man. Mm-hmm. That'd be so good. I would also another game that I would put up there on a launch lineup. Um, so we got our racing base covered. The other thing would be a Crimson Skies reboot. You and you and just what? You and Ryan keep bringing up these things that have just long down died, and you just keep bringing it up. Like I hear this on Unlocked every other episode. It's like let it die. What is with no. the Crimson Skies? It is a fantastic game. It's really fun. It had a great multiplayer and a dogfight mode, uh, and it had a decent story. Um, it was just like a one and done, and I'd love to you see it You know why? Because people don't buy dogfighting games. They don't. This is true. This is true. That's why we you haven't know, seen like a, a Rogue right. Squadron. For I was either. just about to say, like, what dogfighting series is out there right now? Like, this isn't what people do, man. We have Battlefront for that. Has, has good dogfighting. <laughs> And it's like an add-on at best. Hmm. It's like a little side mode. Ace Combat still still I'm trying to Don Matrick the Series X. Don't do this. No, this is your I mean, dream. This, your this, dream lineup yeah. is for Crimson Skies. I would love Crimson Skies to come back. I'm, I'm not. I'm not recanting. I'm not. I'm not stuttering. Am I? I I'd want rather Crimson have Microsoft Skies. Flight Simulator. You that will looks, have. <laughs> I look so much better. But so think of this. Crimson Skies could be the horizon to the flight. No, you know no, I mean? it can't. It can be. It could be. You just you're, you're so close minded, Donnie. You're it's like not this fun. You played Forza, Donnie. Did I steer you wrong about Forza? No, you didn't. I give you that. If I've if played Crimson just, Skies, I remember that game. It's not fun. It's not a party it like Horizon. You didn't play it like when it was first out, when everybody was just playing it on Xbox Live. Also, another game. A blast from the past. We're going back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Since you didn't say it, I'll say it. Halo. Halo Infinite. Obviously, that's the big one. 
that's the big one. Um, they, they just announced some big esports partnership thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know anything about because I don't care. I'm not going to play Same. multiplayer. Uh, I want Mech Warrior. <sighs> Stop sucking up to Ryan. I'm right, not, now that's all this I'm is. Not. This is just some Ryan love affair. No. I don't even know. I didn't realize that he said this. If I wanted to suck up to Ryan and say Splinter Cell, which I want that to. He says Mech Warrior like every other week. He talks about sitting in some chair with 18,000 buttons. That was Steel Battalion. 15 years ago. That was Steel Battalion. Oh, do I have the games wrong? Yes. But I mean, I don't don't know. But Mech Warrior is very fun. It's a great game. It is uh, back in the day, at least it was. And it's right. It's ripe for this whole looter shooter aspect because Warface. you can find things to kind of upgrade your. Think of, I mean, they could take. I, I don't want to despair just a little bit, but they could take like a little bit from Anthem and say like, these are how you build out your mechs. This is the mechs that you can make as you go through it. Who is and they? Then the developers. Who? Microsoft. Who's developing Mech Warrior? Microsoft Game Studios. <laughs> and I guarantee you, they're not going to be like Anthem, BioWaring Mech Warrior. I mean, it, it it would be ex- exactly what you expect it to be. This is a terrible um, idea. It's I just this awful. is my dream, sir, not yours. And I have one more, but I'll let you go first. All right, no, no, no. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. Um, all right, so here's what I wrote down: Xbox Series X launch, Halo, Forza, third party, Godfall, Outriders, Assassin's Creed, Dying Light Two. The reason I didn't say these because I think it's too early. It's too early for Everwild. It's too early for Hellblade, and it's too early for Gears. I think Hellblade will come in 2021. Does that sound about right? Maybe like summer, like after the console launches? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be ready for 20. Yeah, neither do I. And then uh, two uh, lesser-known talked-about games that I absolutely would adore, and if they were on Game Pass when I brought my Series X home, these would make me very, very excited. And one would be Tunic, a.k.a. Zelda Fox. And the second one would be play dead's third game that they teased back in 2017 they have a long xbox ties with inside and limbo and uh if that was a launch game that how does how doesn't that fit perfectly in the every every launch has that that indie darling game that you come home and play how -hmm. great would it be if it was play dead's third game you'd know you'd be absolutely in for a treat for a great game Mm -hmm. i see that so my last one, not going to happen, but Dream, again, lineup, is a reimagining or a remake, a la Final Fantasy VII, how they're getting that remake, of Knights of the Old Republic. It's your customary inclusion. You've <laughs> met your quota for every episode. Congratulations. <laughs> I guess, you know what, in that regards, I'll join you on that one. I mean, honestly, I don't know how realistic this is. I think it might be. I mean, if you go by the rumors, you have to think that it is. If Xbox Series X launches with, let's say, Halo, Forza, like an indie game or two like that, a third-party exclusive, and Fable, that's it, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Fable. Fable. That's right. That was, like, that was the other one I was going to say, A too. returning Fable, a big open-world RPG, action RPG to go with your awesome, gorgeous-looking racing game, to go with your awesome space-faring shooter. I mean, like, it doesn't get better than that, man. Like, you give me those and Dying Light and Tunic, and I'm set for, mm. like, the entire cat- like the entire season. Now i got to figure out how I'm supposed to be playing Paper Mario and stuff because I'm not going to want to play that if I've got these games to play. 
yeah should be good that'd be great i'm telling you we're setting up our like there exists a reality where phil spencer man just throws haymakers at e3 he just comes out and just hits us with game after game after game and not like like they have in the past where it's all third party games like he could hit us with five six exclusives you know in xbox series x like first 12 15 months to go with the third party stuff that they're getting to go with game pass and indies and uh man it could i, I don't know if they will you know, i want to count my chickens before they hatch but mm-hmm. there is a reality exists that you know you give us well, how far are we out four or five months now yeah you and i are sitting there at the house party like just like oh my god like it's and watching the only conference <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though we're not going to let anybody else on the stage. Like they all have to work production. <laughs> We're like, nope, your company's backed out. It's like you're done. Get out of here. <laughs> oh man, E3. Oh. I'm I'm sad in a way. It's not going to be that bad. It's just it's just Sony. Like Nintendo's going to be there. No, but I mean, is Nintendo's not going to be there? They're going to have a direct around the time. No, period. they they they're going to be on the show floor. They'll be there. They're going to have demos oh, and stuff. Okay. They're not on the well, website yet, but. I mean, like we have the head of America saying, "We love E3," and we're like, they're, "They're going to be there. They're going to do their thing." The head of Nintendo America. Let's clarify. Yes, that's true. They're going to be like, "Hey, you, shut up. Quit talking to the press." Like he's no longer the head. Like we don't even know yet. He's already been fired. That's that's quite possible, Nathan. <laughs> um, Nathan, how long are we going here? Oh, we're an hour. I, uh, I don't know. So, so let's see here. Let me let me look at this. All right, let's, let's answer. Let's, let's we got do a few Kyle's. more questions here. Let's do Kyle's. I want to finish out with Kevin's quickly. All, okay. With all the talk of Xbox launching a less powerful console alongside Series X, how does Xbox manage the marketing? Does Series X, Series S, Xbox One X, Xbox One S, and Xbox One S all digital all live on? If you're in charge, how do you structure everything? What lives? What dies? What's rebranded? And what are your price points? That's a really good question. I uh, I do appreciate you for giving us that question, Kyle. Um so here's, I totally understand why there's the two skew approach. And ever since the Xbox 360, they have had this two skew approach, but Sony hasn't, and it's worked out pretty well for them. I wish that for this next series that they would focus on one and focus on that series X, whatever it is. And you, you launch with that one. That's your lowest common denominator. If I was in charge of Xbox, that would be what I would do. I'd say, this is the Xbox. This is the console going forward. Uh, and then you focus on, instead of launching a two-skew approach, you do a mid-year refresh. And that mid-year refresh is then that little step-up console. And then you have both of those in there because that lowest common denominator is that one. But now this new one, as we've seen with the X, gives you enhanced visuals. You said mid-year. You enhanced... You're referring to mid-cycle. Sorry. Mid-cycle. Yes, exactly. I'm I haven't had they release drink yet. an upgraded X six months <laughs> after I buy it, Nathan, I'm going to throw it out the window. <laughs> so mad. As, as you should. <laughs> but yeah, so let, let's say like three and a half years into the cycle, they say, hey, guess what? You know, um, we're going to move on to our, our half step here. And it continues on with the tradition that they've set with Xbox One where they have this. Honestly, they've had it ever since the 360 where they released that, that redesign that was Red Ring of Death less. Yep. Less? Uh, and then they redesigned the Xbox One with the S, and then they have the that going forward. So it would still stand that test of time. All these companies redesign uh, in some sort. Um, so that's what I would do. I would I would forget um, the series 
uh, Lockhart, or whatever they call it, uh, the Xbox One X and the One S, those lineages would eventually fizzle out and die. Um, you know, within probably a year or so. That's I think the approach that they're taking, giving Ooh, people time, man. giving people time to get into the new system if they are so inclined, um, while letting them play the, the games like Halo. Uh, and they, if they take the approach of if you buy this SKU, if you buy this license, you can play this anywhere. You can play this license on your Xbox One X. You can play this license on your Xbox Series X. You can play this license on your PC. Yeah, we already know You that. just buy once. Yeah. Right. But no, so, this, this is a bad plan. Why? Because I'll tell you why. You're, you are diminishing the value and the power of xCloud, and that is the primary reason why you have two SKUs. It's not because they did it during 360. It's because they are focusing, as they've said, they're focusing on their competition being Amazon and Google, and the Lockhart SKU lets them put a power house into the market. They're going to undercut their competitor by, I would imagine, at least $100, if not more. So you know, think we've got, uh, let's say, we've got Xbox Series X at uh Five five hundred, four ninety nine. Mm. Is that like the going idea? Five ninety nine, maybe. It's something like that, right? Let's say PlayStation comes in at like the same price, and then they come in at three ninety nine or three forty nine with this Lockhart. It's got the SSD. It's just as fast. It doesn't have the the. It can't go four K sixty, but it can go four K thirty, and with the power of X Cloud. You can stream all of these games that your console doesn't have the 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 the, the beef to run, um, but but it's future proofed because it's it's the power of the cloud. So you're basically trading uh, brute force hardware power by by just adopting a little bit of the cloud capabilities. And I, I think at at a, at a reduced price, that gives people an option to make them think, like, hey. You know, like maybe I can't afford an Xbox Series X, but they've got this other thing and it's almost as good and xCloud, which I can do for my my tablet and my phone and I can do it on my computer browser and all of this type of stuff. It starts to tie in together. Now, I understand um, Kyle's keeps mentioning all of the legacy consoles. Um, I think with all things like this, when you launch a new product line, you just stop marketing the old ones. Doesn't mean they go away. Like look at what Nintendo does with 3DS. Nathan, there are still 3DS on shelves all across America. Like mm-hmm. You can walk into any store and get one. So you just leave them there. If people want to buy them, they're in the know, but that's not what you market. You market the new Xbox in two different models. Super power expensive one, affordable one that's focused on it can do everything the other one can do. And with the power of xCloud, you don't have to pay the extra money if you don't want to. And now you're giving people, with Game Pass included, you're giving people the option on both sides of Sony to at least think about it, to maybe have to reconsider. Well, you know, like you, like what do we do? What do we always do? What do gamers do on podcasts? Well, what is Grandma gonna do when she walks into the store and wants to buy little Johnny a console? Right. Well, that GameStop employee is gonna go. Listen here, Grandma. For three fifty, you can get Lockhart. For four ninety nine, you can get PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five. And for five forty nine, you can get Series X. Not going to be like, 549. Whatever it is. That cap. Whatever it is. You know, like whatever the numbers are. I'm not even really focused on like this one will be cheaper. So then you have to wonder like, well, this one's cheaper. Is like, is it not as good? And the person's like, well, no, it actually plays all the same games. And it plays it in 4K <laughs> and you can do streaming and it has Game Pass. Like it does all the same things. It's just cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I think that cheaper part, you know, money talks, that cheaper part, somebody's going to bite on that. That's not like something that nobody wants. I know you and I don't want that. 
Right. All all the K's. But we're <laughs> we're crazy. Like we're not like we are enthusiasts. We are diehards. Most people aren't. And I think if you give them an option to play the latest Halo, Halo Infinite, and Fable and Forza Motorsport in 4K for cheaper than the competition, like the cheapest option point, that'll mm-hmm. be a tough sell. So I like the two the two pronged approach, and I hope they stick to it. There are a lot of rumors that they dropped it. I think that would be a mistake. I think they were a mis- they they made a huge grave mistake last time when they thought that they were so popular that they could price above the competition. And now to earn some of that space back, they need to make sure they price below it. Because if mm-hmm. they don't, um, you're not giving unless unless they got a lot of exclusives we don't know about Nathan. But you know, it's not the. I've said this a bunch. I'm all in on Series X because I have Game Pass to like 2023. That's the reason. Like I have just bought years of Game Pass. That's the only reason. But that's to say like, we should not look at PlayStation as if their exclusives don't matter. Their exclusives matter a ton. They mm-hmm. make the best games and video games right now. The Last of Us, Spider-Man, God of War, like they're it. You've got to give people a reason to reconsider. Because you have to, like, if you're Phil Spencer, you have to assume that most people are going to want to buy a PlayStation because that's what they just bought. Mm -hmm. So what's the reason you're giving them not to? It better be power or savings. And I think with with Lockhart, they could do both. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, they could, but at the same time, that would also require, you know, you to have that good internet connection, which is also an issue like we've seen with Stadia, things like that. Not to rely on that as a sole boon. Oh, and it wouldn't. But, it would uh, still have SSD. It would still have a processor, right? Like it's just not as it's just not as much. It's lesser RAM. Like I said, it can't do 4K 60. It's basically an X. Like at least all the rumors. Like if you go to Tom's Hardware and stuff, the, I don't the, think the Lockhart would be an SSD. No, that that's the or at least the rumors, the leakers, anybody that I could like Thorot, Tom's Hardware, they all say it's got the SSD. I, I could see it be a hybrid with the that cache being that you know like a like a 12 gig ssd with a 500 gig hard drive attached to it like the hybrid model maybe to help that uh, that caching but all i can go by is the the stuff that i've seen and from the insiders that that we follow that that claim to know this stuff they all said that the lower model has an ssd it doesn't have as much ram processor's not as good it can't do what the other one can but it's yeah, similar I heard kevin kevin's an insider by the way oh that's true yeah, he would know <laughs> he would know he would know um, speaking of Kevin, speaking of Kevin, yep, we got a couple questions to end on let's move, with let's him. Move. Let's see here. Do you want to do the Halo one? I think we were let's just do talking them all. about let's it. Do them all. Do them all. Uh, Halo, oh. uh, if Halo is all they're really talking about for launch of the Xbox Series X machine, um, are you at all concerned with new content to play on the console or concerned with a heavy focus on competitive and multiplayer for it? You don't even know me, Kevin. I'm playing Apex Legends. Yeah, he's insane. He's just playing. <laughs> And I'm probably just going to play Far Cry 5 again. Like, I'm just going to bring it home and download that again. I mean, I will pop up on, on day one, uh, Halo, play through the campaign, play through some of the multiplayer stuff because of being on Game Pass. I'll just have it. I will own it, which is which is amazing. This is going to be the first console yeah. that I don't buy a game for on day one. Keep talking about this. It's going to be amazing. You just go um, buy the box and you're good to go. Exactly. Um, but I don't think that it's going to be... I'm not concerned if, if that's their focus. And I, I know that that's just going to be one aspect they're going to be have there's i would be surprised if they don't launch with at least three first party titles um at yeah, that I time so i think you'll have halo you'll have um 
Forza. Uh, Forza. And I think the other one will be that wild card, which, you know, could Fable. be a fable room forever. But I think you have at least three to choose from and they'll all just be available to you on game pass day one, which, um, by the way, shout out to podcast unlocked, uh, Paris was a guest on there from Gamertag Radio, and I think he was the one that posited that what they should do to combat um, PlayStation is give everybody that buys an Xbox, if it is the same price or more, six months or a year of Game Pass. That's a lot. Just to be like, hey, you bought our box. Thank you. Here's all of our games for that first year. That is an amazing, that is an amazing marketing ploy and a great value proposition. That's, that's them, them eating a major loss. I don't know about a year, man. That seems like you're asking a lot. Three Services, months. three months. The losses of certain, but hey, look, look at if any company can take losses, it's Amazon, it's no, you're right. it's Apple, and it's Microsoft. Yeah, you're right. They, they've got money to burn. I, you're right. I don't I don't need to go trying to save them money. They've got billions. You're absolutely no. right. They should spend it. Give me five months more Game Pass. I'm all about it. Like yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, yeah, th- there'll be other games. Like I think it says a whole lot that when they unveiled the the box, what was the focus? Mm-hmm. Hellblade. They know what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to change the way people look at them as Xbox Game Studios. Like they know. And mm-hmm. I think we'll have updates, right? And I, that's the other cool thing. You remember all the Xbox One X enhanced? We're going to have all of that Series X enhanced, Bleeding mm-hmm. Edge, Series X enhanced, Forza Horizon 4. Like it's going to be like X enhanced, Apex Legend. <laughs> yeah, it, we will. You're going to get that too. And um, you know, just to plug this here, um if Dying Light 2 is a launch game, like that's that's I'm gonna be playing that instead of Halo anyway. Like, and that's that's what Kevin should play, hmm. and he should get his console because I'll have already bought all the games, and he can just download and play it as well. Because uh, Dying Light, man, people are sleeping on it. I, I feel like it's it's crazy. I see a game that I've never seen before, like an amazing new next gen video game, is what I see when I see Dying Light Two, and I don't feel like anybody's talking about it. Yeah, I think it's just it needs a little more time in the mainstream to to get that exposure for sure. When people play it, when they see it, it's man, it's next level. Mm-hmm. Um, we already did the other one, so he says, uh, "Who would win in a whiskey fueled bar fight?" Nathan just Between... came, yeah, Kevin just came in like the Joker, snapped the the pull stick and threw it down. Nathan, tryouts. Um, so here's the thing. If it's a whiskey fueled bar fight, if we're both sitting at this uh, at this counter, I don't think, and we're enjoying our whiskey. I don't I think really you can like, get the kind of whiskey that you want at bars that I go to. <laughs> so here's the thing: I'm going to be my first whiskey, and you'll be like five in. <laughs> so I'm still going to have a little bit of my my wits about me because I'm a, I'm, I'm going to be completely my... functional in five whiskeys in. That's not a <laughs> problem, man. I'm savoring my scotch a little bit. You know, I'm still my equilibrium is intact. So is mine. Uh, <laughs> Mine, Nathan, Nathan, we, I don't think you understand. Five whiskeys in, my equilibrium is enhanced. It's just like I'm a super version of myself. That's what we all tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, so here's what's going to happen. Is I'm just going to laugh it all off because when I get, you know, inebriated a little bit, I just get super slap happy. So I'm just going to laugh whatever's happening off. Yeah. And then we're just going to have a good time. <laughs> and you actually, you're spot on. I, I, everybody that knows me tells me that I, they, they, I'm better. I'm like a social drinker. I'm better when I'm, when I'm drinking, I'm a little happier, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Cause you, you hear these stories and you meet people that say like, I get angry when I get drunk. And they're like, well, I couldn't that, that's... be further from the truth. They're like I'm angry when I'm not. 
I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. You know, it's just like I'm just grumpy and and just ornery when I'm not. Like I need that to like chill out. I can't imagine drinking the other way around. Like, why would you ever drink? That sounds awful. Yeah, but um, which by the way, uh, our patrons will see a little something extra in their feed about whiskey soon, if it's not already there. So, uh, dear patrons, look forward to that. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Yeah. And then the last one is, what movie to game and ad- adaptation do you want to see and why? I have two answers. So one, I don't know if you could count it as a movie or a game to movie because it kind of was a movie, then it was a game. But I would love to see, again, filling out that quota, Donnie, Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> made into a movie because it was fantastic. You got to at least pick an Xbox game. <laughs> it was. That was an Xbox game. I know it was on Xbox, but you have to pick an Xbox game. Like, I have to pick... Like a, an exclusive game, right? No, no, don't try to bend your... No, <laughs> you have to... An, an Xbox game. My second answer, which is actually more in line, uh, which would I would like, actually like to see, would be, it's not an exclusive to Xbox, but I would love to see a Splinter Cell movie. Because that was good. actually got a, a lot of potential to have a, a nice spy thriller type movie. That might be better movie than the game. That'd be good. Possibly. Um, Forza Fast and the Furious. No, they actually, just... no, no. But they did do, for Forza Horizon 2, they did do a Fast and the Furious, like, free release. You could get, like, the um, Super, right? I don't know. I don't remember what it was. But it was, like, super short. And it was, like, really, like, Ludacris was narrating it. It was like actually Ludacris, and he drive, like, the different cars from the movie. Uh, which, by the way, shout out to DLC again, if you like Fast and Furious. Yeah. If it's about family. Dude, DLC is bringing it. We have been, we is, we is, it has been brought, and uh, we've got announcements coming for DLC and, and the future of, of uh, Patreon, some changes and stuff. I keep teasing around them. It's coming. Give me a couple weeks. I got some things. I'm trying to line up some things with some other things, so we're working on it. Um, I just got this question on Shaq like two weeks ago, and um, somebody said uh, something fireable, I think. Maybe that's a good one, but on the, on the Xbox side of the house... I guess like a Gears movie like might not be awful, you know. Like Gears kind of like sets it up to be like, a, yeah, yeah, you know. It could be like you could get like Sly Stallone in there, all mm. muscled up, like shooting guns and stuff. Like, Have it be old Marcus. Yeah, like you could. I don't know about Marcus, but yeah, like you could do something like that, and it pro- like it, it might be terrible. It might not be. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to watch a Halo film. Although I hear the ones on Netflix are quite good. But I, I never got into him. I remember Lobo was telling me that he liked those. There's there's one that was okay. Nightfall? No, not Nightfall. It was whatever one where the chief saves the kids from the school or whatever it is. That was okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I wouldn't want to watch a Fable movie or a series. You know, a series for Fable wouldn't be bad. You know, think Witcher, but more, like, fun. Jokey. That, that could be. See, and then, yeah. then it comes off it's cheesy and lame. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I think some of that gets by when it's a video game that I don't know if it gets by as a critic. If you put are tough, man, if you put like the writers of like Silicon Valley to it's the task, like fart jokes and stuff like that. No, 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 no. You have, you have some inside jokes. There, I'm sure it'd be, it'd be all right. Mm, okay. I think we're done, Donnie. Yeah, I think that's it. Hellblade. I think we're done for this month. Can you do Hellblade on screen? Hellblade's like already really kind good of a movie. stories. Mm-hmm. It is kind of, and yeah. that's what I was trying to think. Like, it's more of an do, interactive. Do some audio type things with the voices coming from mm-hmm. different sides of the speakers and theater. Make use of that most for sure. That'd be good. 
That'd yeah. be good. I'd be down for that. Final word is Mr. Reese. What you That's get? That's it, man. I'm done. I'm ready to nap. Like I've been He's up done. all day. He's finished. Uh, where can people find you? At Play Nintendo. On Xbox, on PlayStation, on Nintendo, on Twitter, on everything. Everywhere. Mixer. All the things. And can you read off our thankful list of uh, patrons for this episode? I can. And I will shout out again our Twitter, which is the Xbox uh, Xbox Drive. That's a different show, but you can go watch them too. And watch how, how did you like how many episodes of this? We're on twenty three. You've done that sixteen out of twenty three episodes. Now here's the thing: at this point, Nathan, it's just starting to sound like you don't want a podcast. Like, are you are you envisioning me as Sean? Like, do you think I'm Sean? Like, you're I'm, not. I'm starting to take it personally. <laughs> Georgia handsome Sean Capri. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, it is the Xbox Empire. You can follow us there, and you can follow me on on Twitter if you want for some strange reason. I'm posting about whiskey more often now, so you can do that uh, over at the uh, Voice by Nathan. There you go. And uh, yes, as we do in each and every episode, we'd like to thank all of those that support us at our producer level over at Patreon.com/psvg. So thank you, Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, or yeah. I was going to say Josh Burboni Bonesaw. Mm-hmm. No, it's Josh Bonesaw Burboni. Coach Mo, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, and the Egg Shin, Zach Bradshaw. Very cool. Thank you all for your support of everything uh, that you've done for PSVG. Hopefully you guys enjoy all the DLC that you've been feeding into, uh, and you'll find a lot more, as Donnie alluded to. So That'll be it for the State of the Xbox Empire for this month. We thank you all for listening, and the state of the Xbox has never been stronger.